Welcome to Our Connected World, a podcast series from TE Connectivity featuring straight talk for engineers about today's technology trends and the technical challenges in driving innovations crucial to making the world safer, sustainable, productive, and connected. Hello and welcome to our Connected World podcast brought to you by TE Connectivity. I'm your host, Michelle Dawn Mooney, and today we are talking about the march toward commercial fleet electrification, and I'm excited to get into this conversation and happy to bring on today's guest to do so. Greg Fairbach is the VP of Engineering for Transportation Solutions at TE Connectivity. Greg, thank you so much for joining me today. Hi, thank you. It's good to be here, Michelle. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this conversation. But before we get into that, Greg, can I ask you a favor? Can we have you give a quick bio if we can before we jump into the questions? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I've been in the transportation sector pretty much my whole career, uh, working in the diesel engines uh, technologies for about 20 years uh, before coming to TE and been with TE just over five years, working to through their application tooling section and into the connected world now that we're talking about today with industrial and commercial transportation, which was really a coming home for me. So it's been good to reconnect with my roots uh, from the previous 20 years. That's wonderful. So we have a lot of exciting things to talk about because there are a lot of changes that have been happening that are continuing to happen. So let's start off here. In your recent TE.com article, you discuss the impact that electrification evolution is having on commercial transportation. So what do you see happening there, particularly in terms of technology, then of course, design for vehicle architectures that is enabling this shift from combustion engines to battery powered heavy duty vehicles? Yeah, so the, the technology in the space is really developing at an incredibly rapid pace. And it's able to grow from what has already been learned in the electrification of the passenger space as well. So everything we've done for fuel efficiency on heavy duty trucks also plays into this. The, the real enablers for technology is focused on efficiency and, and thermal management. From charging the batteries to delivering that power to the wheel, efficiency really is the key to all of this. Uh, even today, we're using electromagnetic pulse technology to crimp some of our connectors. And this is really providing us with kind of unprecedented micro welds. And what that means is that the connection is super tight and we are getting great efficiency through that connection. And that is efficiency to the engine, uh, to the transmission, to the end of the line here uh, where the wheel meets the road. And uh, the ability to simulate this, we're getting better and better. The thermal flow through the system is better refined every day. The simulation teams are growing. The experience that they have is growing. And you put that together, you have people that are just highly motivated trying to put these together and really say, okay, how can I model this to make this system more and more efficient and give you accurate results, but accurate results even faster than what they did yesterday? Uh, it, again, the speed here is unprecedented. Yeah, it's it's pretty amazing. So what engineering advances are making electrified heavy duty vehicles a feasible production option? So really the advances in battery technology 
uh, and the use of hybrid systems uh, are major components here. So battery power density continues to be an area where we need to grow, and it is growing. Uh, there's a lot of engineering focus on that, not just in the commercial space, but in the passenger car space as well. So again, we're able to leverage those synergies with what's already going on out there. Uh, until we get the levels for commercial applications that we need, hybrid solutions like hydrogen fuel cells are allowing the manufacturers to kind of race forward with these ideas and these vehicles that really work for the customer today. So specific to, to the connector world, uh, the industry is bringing in new connection technologies and methodologies like the EMPT that I just mentioned, but we're also looking at brand new materials, brand new coatings and how we apply those coatings with more efficiency, higher precision. And all of this is kind of coming together right now uh, so that we can pass very large amounts of power from the battery to the highway. So, of course, you know, when you have new things happening and, of course, a lot of changes, there might be uh, people who are a little uh, full of trepidation because, you know, everything new, it's the kind of the unknown you don't know. So for heavy duty vehicle OEMs and owner operators who are not convinced, what factors most effectively persuade them toward EV architectures as being the best design and business option for long term growth? So actually, this one uh, really sells itself. You Again, we can look at the passenger car markets. They can see the proven technologies, the advancements that are happening, the exponential pace of how this stuff is moving, and then look at it within the on-highway space and commercial space. You have an electric vehicle with fewer moving parts uh, and fewer maintenance records. The, the business model really falls into place and sells itself because you have less maintenance, you have less downtime, and in our industry, uptime is money. And that's what really sells this. Yeah, bottom line money. So if you can tell people they can make more, <laughs> that's clearly exactly. a, a big win there. So when it comes to electrifying the many different types of vehicles bucketed into the category of industrial and commercial transportation, what kinds of design differences and then performance requirements must engineers consider before they even start working out concepts for this? So in this space, really, it is it's getting in as early as you can and putting together uh, a robust product plan with the customer to really scope out what is it that the end customer is going to use that vehicle for. So in a mine or a transit bus application, the, the routes are, are more controlled, more defined. They have a charging location that's set up. So you can really detail that and focus in on the, the areas of constraints that it has. Uh, when you look at the, the line haul truck application, the distance, the load, the environmentals, all of that is changing all of the time. And so you really need to put together a much more robust uh, plan around that. And what this really comes back to is a customer relationship. And so you've got to have this very strong relationship with the customers that they're pulling us in, in their very early stage designs, so we can help them put together a total system that's as efficient as possible. So uh, again, when we talk about what's the, 
the most important aspect of designing it is relationships. It's the engineer to engineer relationship. It really comes down to trust and talking about things happening so rapidly and not knowing what to expect and how things work, how important that that relationship is. So you talked about changes because clearly there are a lot of them, but let's dive a little deeper. When it comes to manufacturing these different types of vehicles, what exactly is changing and what still needs to change in particular when it comes to producing electrified heavy duty vehicles at scale? So that is a that is a very big question, uh, and there's a lot of aspects there that that we could go into. Uh, but I think I'll I'll focus on the the factory infrastructure because uh, I think that that really speaks to where this market is going. Uh, just like with a standard combustion vehicle, at the end of the line, you need to test and troubleshoot and make sure that your your vehicle is built as, be as good as it can before it gets delivered to the customer. No different for an electric vehicle, but this means that those factories built around internal combustion have to be converted and they need to have a factory that has very large energy demands uh, to charge and test those systems. And you have to overhaul not just the factory, the domestic power supply coming to that factory, those are very unique factors there in dealing with high voltage. And so you've got special training involved, special PPE uh, for your employees to make sure that they're safe. So these are not insignificant investments that the OEMs are having to make. And the fact that they are making these investments now really speaks volumes to where they think this market is going. And I think that's what we are now is really building up to that point that we can deliver things tomorrow. Let's talk about the reality of what we're looking at here. Can you give us an idea of the difference between the amount of power, say a mid-sized passenger car needs to have to function as an EV and the amount required by a city bus, a short haul rig, and a bulldozer? <laughs> yeah, so uh, we're working with Ohm's Law here. Uh, passengers' cars have been steadily increasing in voltage and are currently running around 400 volts, uh, where buses and larger vehicles are, are running around 800 volts. So why? Uh, what we're seeing is that even in the, the high voltage space that we work, they're going higher and higher, up into the kilovolt range uh, for vehicles that they're asking us to try and support. Because if you double your voltage, you cut your current in half. Again, this is Ohm's law that we're that we're playing with. So you gain efficiency. Uh, in particular, you help your charging time. The larger battery packs that we have in industrial and commercial applications uh, means that they're going to keep pushing that envelope. They're going to keep pushing for higher voltage because we need to get those vehicles in, charged, and back on the road as fast as possible for that uptime that they're they're selling themselves on. So right now, the charging technology looks very similar to what you see in passenger cars uh, with a standard type charging pistol and, and those types of systems for the most part. But we're also seeing a lot of conceptual things coming out there, such as uh, wireless charging systems that are embedded into the, the floor space of either the charging area or even into the highway. Uh, so a lot of very interesting ideas about how you get that energy into the vehicle and keep it running as much as possible. 
So yeah, it's, it's going to be a really exciting time here. Speaking of time, let's kind of talk about the timeline. What engineering challenges and adoption barriers are OEMs facing when it comes to developing and then bringing these types of vehicles to market? So our OEMs and end customers, they, again, they really see the inherent benefits of an EV system, uh, but it's that power density, the infrastructure, uh, and really the total integration efficiency of the vehicle. That's where our engineers have to focus. So the mining applications have used electric vehicles for, for many years now. Uh, this helps to reduce the risk in the mines uh, to their employees and also helps to make it a much more uh, pleasant place to work. Uh, an electric vehicle is quite quiet. So when we talk about uh, emissions and things like that, it's not just the the emissions coming from your tailpipe is the sound, it's the noise emissions. Uh, electric vehicles really bring that down. And this is something that's that's pulling people in very quickly. Uh, personal experience is where I'm living now. We have a, a bus route that runs very close and the city recently changed to electric buses. And before I could have told you every bus that drove past now I don't know when the bus is going around. I have to check the schedule. Uh, just that that change for me was like, oh, this this is really great stuff. Yeah, that's huge. You talked about relationships and the importance of relationships before. So tell me, what is TE doing to help these OEMs expand into the EV space and then address customer concerns? So we try to pride ourselves on really being with our OEMs and in customers really every step of the way. Uh, we work with universities, planning commissions. We're trying to help define and lay out what does that future technology look like? Uh, just like the charging systems. How does that play into that vehicle that they're going to use? Is that the right technology for the environment that they're working? So we want to be there very early, but then we've got teams of engineers that are delivering the products that we need today, as well as separate engineers looking at the advanced technologies. So I, we've got a whole group of people out there that are looking every step of the way in the life cycle of these products. And that's really what we're able to do with the customers, uh, regardless of whether that's a direct customer or the end customer, is that we are with them the whole way and trying to be out ahead of them as much as possible to make sure we're anticipating what their needs might be. Can you talk about the specifics of how TE is helping OEMs both engineer the right solutions for their EV architectures and then address the production challenges and constraints that would come about from manufacturing these vehicles? Our goal again is to stay ahead of the curve and we wanna be out in front of our customers. We wanna get simulation out there and have tools in place that allow us to provide precise solutions very quickly. This is new technology. It's a new frontier for our market. And so that's where we need to be as a supplier ahead of our OEMs and the end customers in anticipating their needs and having the tools ready today that'll enable them to do their designs of the full vehicle and then implement that out in the market. So that's really what we're working on is, is the simulation and staying on technologies that are five, 10 years out. 
what would you say differentiates TE's approach to partnering with OEMs, especially when it comes to developing and then delivering customized solutions that address the OEM's unique design requirements while also helping them meet owner expectations for a few factors. We've got reliability. I want to think about efficiency, safety, and then sustainability. Yeah. And I think that it is our diversity. And what I mean by that is that we have highly diversified teams across the globe working on this within the industrial and commercial space. But we also are a very large company. We have diversity of businesses. We have automotive. We have commercial space. We have aerospace. We have sensors, energy, all of these teams that, that we can reach out to that we can pull in and look at what's going on in these other sectors. How does this all meld together and really find the best technology and bring that to the OEMs? So we're actively working with them to define the best innovations. And that's, you just can't find that everywhere. And so having the teams, having this right there at our fingertips gives us an edge that really helps us to bring OEMs in and show them, hey, this is what we can bring to the table. As we are wrapping up here, we've covered a lot of territory, but let's take a look at the future. What can we expect to see more of over the next, say, two to five years when it comes to EV innovation for heavy-duty vehicles, including EV architectures and charging infrastructures? So bus manufacturers, for example, have been ahead of the curve. Uh, They have EV releases, applications out there running, and they have their charging stations set up. And over the next two to five years, we're going to see that continue to grow. Again, it's a very good play for that market. And major OEMs, major truck OEMs are releasing their vehicles. They're in that design phase. They're going to be getting those out there to customers soon. And so over the next two to five years, you're going to see the on-highway space really start to explode. You've got centralized distribution centers uh, and the rest of the infrastructure is getting up to pace. They're getting ready for these vehicles. Uh, You've got test vehicles out there running. So customers are are playing with it, see how it fits within their space. How can they best utilize this new technology? Uh, With all the new applications coming online and moving into the mainstream, we're also seeing more standardization, uh, the interface of the charging system. Uh, It's getting much more regulated in how that design needs to look, how we handle that. This is a good thing. Uh, This is helping us and customers really get those costs in line and provide the best benefit uh, to the end customer. And again, we've got a global presence, so you can really see how one region is innovating differently than another and bring that across borders and pull together a truly global solution. So, you know, the bottom line is that the the commercial space is going through that inflection point uh, that we saw in passenger car a few years ago, which means uh, it's an incredibly exciting time to be an engineer because we are creating the the, the innovations today that are going to take us through the next decade. And so the next two to five years are are really going to be fun. Any final thoughts you want to leave us with? Uh, We talked about a lot of really cool, exciting things, but maybe your personal take as we kind of close things out here? I would say that the, the industry is, again, it, it's, it's really starting to grow. 
and and anybody that's looking to get in, it's they can. There's there's so much opportunity, and and I hope people are as excited about this as I am and where we're going and pulling in ideas uh, because it's you know you really do get the best solutions when it's a collaborative solution. And so that's where if we can get other people sharing ideas and all of these forums that are out there and to the university students, uh, get involved, get your ideas out there. Uh, this is just a, an area of exponential growth. It is changing so fast that new ideas are really going to be important for us to be successful long term. So, yeah, I always say get involved. Yeah. And speaking of fast, this has gone really fast, this conversation. I can't believe we're at the end here. Greg Fairbach is the VP of Engineering Transportation Solutions for TE Connectivity. Greg, thank you so much for your time. Great conversation, exciting things to look forward to. So really appreciate you being with me today. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure being here. And if you would like more information about today's conversation, of course, other episodes of our Connected World podcast, you can go to te.com. Once again, thank you for joining us and listening and tuning in to the Our Connected World podcast brought to you by TE Connectivity. I'm your host, Michelle Dawn Mooney. We hope to see you soon. Thank you for tuning into our conversation. You can learn more about the solutions we discussed today by visiting te.com, where you can connect with our engineer support teams and sign up for Circuit, our monthly trends newsletter featuring a selection of articles on tech innovation written by engineers for engineers. To find out more, follow us on Spotify, iTunes, and Google Podcasts, as well as LinkedIn, Twitter, and Facebook. Until next time, think big, move fast, and make every connection count.